Saturn in Libra. This is air sign energy, and Libra is traditionally ruled by Venus. When Saturn is in this position, it is considered to be exalted. So Saturn really enjoys being in Libra. The reasons may not be obvious at first, but when we think about the significations of Libra, especially the logical mind and the appreciation of fairness or justice, it starts to make a little more sense. When Libra and Saturn come together, they create someone who has good judgment and is able to use their heightened discernment as a decision-making tool. Libra isn't known for being the most decisive sign, but Saturn provides that extra nudge that Libra kind of needs and allows them to think concretely and follow through with their thoughts. Since these natives have the ability to read the room, they know when to push and they know when to pull. They know when to be active and when to fall back and let the situation play out on its own. This really comes in handy when the native is in a position where they have to deal with other people or delegate tasks, which you're not going to typically think that Libra is going to be good at that. But again, Saturn steps in and gives them that push that they need to know that they're smart and to know that their ideas are worthwhile. They don't need that outside validation that Libra would normally require. Saturn and Libra is just really good at de-escalating situations and removing potential blockages before they even have time to form. And that's what makes them so good at reading the room and being able to work with people. This super ability they have to work with others sets these natives up for a successful public life or just a career working with the public in general. This placement really gives me diplomatic, honest, upholding justice and the truth type vibes. Just a very all-around honorable person. I could see these people working in a profession that deals with the government or something that just requires someone to be really honest and upstanding. For some reason, a banker is coming to mind. Someone who's able to do checks and balances literally and figuratively. And then just also have that really upstanding, like, I'm not going to steal all the money in the vault. <laughs> I'm not going to rob this place blind. So that reminds me, for some reason, this position just really screams working with money or being a very fair-minded person. But also, art. This still is Venus we're talking about because of Libra. So running a museum or even something like historical preservation comes to mind. You have Saturn, who is really good at clinging to old things and traditions. And then there's Libra, who has a love of beauty. So historical preservation really is kind of Saturn and Venus smashed together, digging and preserving the old ways and finding the beauty in artifacts or just old artwork. That is very much a Saturn and Venus thing. Okay, so that all sounds really flowy and beautiful and honorable. So let's look at the less cool stuff now. As I said before, Libra is the sign of the other. I say this a lot and that's because it's true. Saturn is going to challenge them in their relationships. It might take some time for these natives to find the right person for them, if that's what they want, which it's a Libra placement, so they're probably going to want some sort of relationship. Most people do, I think. Not a, People don't want to be lonely, but especially not Libra placements. They do not like feeling lonely. But, as fate would have it, feelings of loneliness are sure to creep in. Anyone with Libra placements just needs other people, or at least that one person. 
And Saturn and Libra may want closeness with another person, but ultimately they find it hard to open up or they don't know exactly how to be in a healthy relationship until their later years. They really need to work on opening up to others or not being so awkward around people. I think sometimes Libras fall into one of two categories. Uh, they're either super flirty and outgoing and can charm the entire room, or they're kind of the shrinking violet where they have all those qualities, but they don't realize it about themselves. And that's kind of where Saturn and Libra comes in. It takes this placement a little bit longer to realize how charming they really can be. So this is a big lesson for them. Which then, this big lesson brings me to boundaries. Saturn and Libra babes need to find balance, which that should be no surprise. Some of these natives will be too involved with relationships and rely on their partner like a parent rather than an equal. And then others will shy away from relationships altogether, and then that's when the loneliness settles in. For how well these natives can interact with others and read the room, they definitely have obstacles when it comes to intimacy. I said they kind of lean on their partner as a parent instead of a partner, and that's because Saturn is known as the strict parent of the Zodiac. They are the one that gives you the rules and the structure. So Libra will kind of lean on them sometimes as a parent and have them make all the decisions instead of being a, an autonomous human themselves. Or then they go the other way and they really own their autonomy and they are this self-sufficient person, but in doing so, they block everyone else out. They don't even think about the other. And then that's when their deep desires to be in a relationship come out and then they get lonely. And that's just really sad. It makes me sad when Libras are lonely. It makes me sad when anyone's lonely, let's be real. Okay, and the last thing is the affliction they may suffer from. It's going to be back injuries or kidney problems. And I brought these afflictions up in the last episode, and I was a little hesitant on doing it. And the reason I was hesitant is because uh, typically your rising sign is the one that tells you the afflictions, but I'm not going to put anything past Saturn. I'm not going to rule anything out. So your Saturn placement could definitely indicate places of harm or bodily injury. So with Libra, it could be back injuries or kidney problems. Saturn in Scorpio. Okay, so I'm just going to lay this out on the table, plain and simple. Saturn in Scorpio means that we're taking the magnetism and the secretive ways of Scorpio and basically jacking those up to like a superhero level. So those characteristics just get put at 10,000. These natives are basically Magneto. Like, that's, that's what I have for you. I'm sorry I didn't have a Lord of the Rings reference like I normally do, but I'm going to go with Magneto on this one. That's what a Saturn and Scorpio is. They are Magneto. The magnetism with this placement is subtle, and it's usually channeled through means of control or manipulation of situations and or people. The superpower of this position manifests as the ability to understand people's motivations and hidden desires. People will flock to a Saturn and Scorpio because they're domineering, but still approachable. They get the job done, but will still listen to you and make you feel seen. If you've ever had a conversation with a Scorpio, it feels like you can just bare your soul to them 
and they just understand you. They have this way of almost putting you at ease, and it's very hypnotic, and that's what Saturn and Scorpio does. Saturn's like, well, you're not my least favorite placement, and you're not my favorite, and I do see that you have these really interesting qualities, so I'm going to heighten those, and you're going to become a walking hypnotist that can pretty much see into the subconscious of everyone around you. So that's what Saturn and Scorpio does. They are able to just see the parts of you that need listening to and want to be heard. And sometimes they can use that to their advantage in a good way. And sometimes they can use it to their advantage in a bad way. These natives also have an unparalleled desire for excellence and are able to commit themselves wholeheartedly to anyone or anything they deem as a worthwhile pursuit. Some may say they chase their dreams in an obsessive way, which, okay, we've hit magnetism, we've hit hypnotic, we've hit obsessive. Okay, we have the Scorpio traits out of the way now. (laughs) But again, While these natives chase their dreams relentlessly, they do it in an understated Scorpio type way. They can keep the surface cute while still completely just being ruthless underneath it all. They're very unassuming, except if you look into a Scorpio's eyes. If you look into these natives' eyes, you will see there's something under the surface that's like, huh, but that's if they don't hypnotize you first. If they hypnotize you first, you're never going to find it (laughs) until it's way too late. These natives can keep it cute and get it done pretty much under everyone's nose. Their will and determination are so strong that sometimes it actually becomes a problem. These natives have the tendency to become fixated, again, the typical Scorpio obsession, that's what we see here, Saturn really ramps up that characteristic, and they have such a one-track mind that it can end up limiting the scope of possibilities. There may be a better option or an easier path for them to take, but when you're so laser-focused, you can't see the other options. So these natives will achieve what they set out to do, but they might miss an exit. So they're driving along the highway of uh, their desires, and they're like, okay, this is the path I know, this is what I'm going to take, this is my plan, nothing can derail me. Even if the navigation is saying, it's uh, 20 minutes faster this way, they don't hear that, and they tune that out because they know what they want, and they're going after it at all costs. Besides the overactive willpower that will lead to obsessive tendencies, Saturn is mostly going to challenge these people via their emotions. Like any good Scorpio, these people will be prone to scandals, drama, and holding in their emotions. With Saturn on their side, they're going to be able to brood with the best of them. If you can avoid the rumor mill and use that willpower to stay in your own lane, you'll be much better off. Again, let's use the highway example. If a Saturn and Scorpio can just stay in their own lane and not stare at the car crash along the side of the road, it's going to be so much better for them. They don't need to get involved in this drama and the scandals, but that Scorpio part of them just can't help themselves. They love it. They need the tea, they need the drama, and they will always low-key keep one eye on the road and one eye on the drama. As far as boundaries go, Saturn is going to want you to form healthy boundaries with your magnetism. Just because you can get people to like you, and you can easily manipulate situations, doesn't mean you should. Find healthy outlets for your energy. If you don't, that's when the rumor mill and the secret love affairs are going to call to you, and you're going to get tangled up in those things that are only going to delay you. 
Saturn is the planet of delays and obstacles, well, Saturn kind of sets Scorpio up in the way that, well, you're going to be your own undoing, which is pretty typical for Scorpio, I'd say. They're, you know, the underworld, the the depths, they're their own self-undoing. And they do that by not keeping their eyes on the road, not staying in their lane, getting in other people's business, and then those secret love affairs. We all know that's a big one for Scorpio. No one likes to bring it up, but both Scorpio and Virgo, I'm going to throw you under the bus, Virgo, I'm doing it. (laughs) Y'all just love a secret love affair. Everyone wants to get on Sagittarius and Gemini. At least they're open about it. At least they're honest. But with you, Scorpio, you cannot help yourself when your magnetism ends up drawing you towards someone else who's super magnetic and then you get into some sort of sordid love affair. But that's really just an obstacle. You're only putting obstacles in your own way. Ailments these people will face will be of the heart. It's possible that those love affairs will lead to heartbreaking situations. But I also need to mention that this placement has a tendency for loved ones to pass away early in life. This is a huge source of pain for these natives and causes a lot of their brooding. Saturn and Scorpio together are just really ominous to me. And when I say heart, I don't mean their physical heart. I mean their feelings. That's kind of where this placement gets afflicted. Scorpio typically rules the genitals, and some people say that their heart is in their genitals. So it really is that secret love affair, their sex life, that is kind of going to be their undoing if they're not careful. Saturn in Sagittarius. This is fire energy, and Sagittarius is traditionally ruled by Jupiter. If Saturn says no, then Sagittarius says, well, why the fuck not? This placement isn't in detriment or fall, but it definitely has a rough go of it, especially in the younger years. True to Saturn's nature, it's only as these natives mature and get older that they see the benefits of being patient and foregoing the instant gratification route. While Saturn and Sagittarius might not agree on the fact that patience is a virtue, they do bond over one very important thing, and that's wisdom. As these natives grow in age, they acquire much needed wisdom whether it be in their field of study, life experience, or just facts about their hobby, you know, really honing their craft, they pick up all these golden nuggets of wisdom that shape them into a more well-rounded person. These skills will be especially important for their public life. The obstacles that Saturn will give these natives are kind of sprinkled throughout their lives. They see the world through a philosophical lens, and each time they face one of Saturn's obstacles, they see it as a chance to grow and further their knowledge. So, for some placements, all of the obstacles seem to be bunched up at either the beginning or the end of their life. But for Sagittarius, it's kind of an ongoing thing. It's like as the wheel turns, you never know what's going to be next, and if Sagittarius can learn to live with that and learn that that's kind of exciting in itself, then they will derive their excitement and their pleasure and ultimately their wisdom just from being a student of life. And that's really the ultimate goal for this placement is to learn as much as possible throughout their life. So Saturn just kind of sprinkles a lesson here, a lesson there. And as long as they, like as long as the native keeps up with Saturn and keeps smashing the obstacles and going through the goals, then the native will learn a lot 
and they will things will get easier over time. That wisdom and that patience, it's kind of going to be a snowball effect and it'll just get bigger and bigger and the native will have this cumulative knowledge at the end of their life. The biggest challenge these natives will face is their desire to be free and their need for security. No Sagittarius placement wants to openly admit their desire for a safe place to land, especially not when Saturn is anywhere in earshot. Finding a balance between adventure and putting down roots is going to be a lifelong journey. Again, as that wheel turns, Saturn is always going to be like, okay, Sagittarius, can you handle this one? Can you handle a little more commitment? Can you handle a little more wisdom? And honestly, the journey of finding that balance is going to be the ultimate adventure. So once Sagittarius realizes that, everything's just going to fall into place. On to boundaries. Something that a Sagittarius just loves. <laughs> I have to laugh at that because I myself have come into like this weird relationship with boundaries, but we'll get to that in a bit. So anyway, boundaries for a Saturn in Sagittarius. These people need boundaries around their tactless behavior. They need to learn that not everything that comes into their mind needs to be stated out loud and that not every setback is a chance or an opportunity to burn it all to the ground and start over in a new city with a new name. Sagittarius knows that everything will work out because they're used to being ruled by Jupiter, but they're in Saturn's house right now and they have to play by those Saturnian rules. Sagittarius just needs to get some boundaries is what it is. It's not really where do they implement the boundaries. It's more so just getting them and getting used to them and seeing the merit in having boundaries in general. Afflictions of the hips and thighs are probable with this placement, which is just really funny to me considering you use your legs to run away. So Saturn is literally affecting their legs if they try to like worm out of the Saturnian teachings. So they're like, nope, I'm just going to cut you down here and you don't get to run away anymore. Very ominous, very Saturnian and ominous, that one. Saturn in Capricorn. This is earth sign energy and Capricorn is traditionally ruled by Saturn, which means we have our first domicile. Which, that typically means good things, but with Saturn, both the good and the bad get enhanced. Because you know, it's Saturn. We're going to have uh, both the really awesome and the really annoying qualities of Capricorn be brought to light here. We'll start with the more awesome, the favorable ones. The ones that people like about Capricorn. So Saturn and Capricorn natives are extremely driven, self-sufficient, independent, and just unwavering in their goals. Now for the less favorable, the ones that people don't like about Capricorn. The short and sweet here, they can be ruthless in the way that they go about chasing their goals, and they can also just kind of be mean. Like, just plain mean. Grumpy and mean. One of the reasons these people are so self-sufficient is because Saturn makes early life not so great for these natives. They often have to raise themselves or make up for the lack of at least one parent, if not both. This makes them want to do everything themselves because it's been shown to them from an early age that they can only rely on themselves. These natives are shy and insecure as children, but then they grow up to be a powerhouse of an adult. These people do not want to listen to others or ever ask for help. They tend to be self-made and they do not want or need the opinions of others on how to go about achieving success. Sometimes they take the path less traveled simply because that's what they're used to. 
where Scorpio takes the path less traveled because they have laser focus. Capricorn takes the path less traveled because uh, that's all they know. That's the path that is traveled for them. They're the only ones traveling that path. And also because hard work doesn't scare or derail these people. If anything, that's where they feel more at home. They see the path that hasn't been traveled and they're like, oh, I remember that. And then they take that one instead of the one that has clearly like a nice gravel path and it's there's benches along the way. No, they're going into the wilderness to get to their goals. Basically, if things are too easy, it can seem really suspect to these natives. Saturn does give these people that characteristic, witty, dry sense of humor. Not everyone's going to understand that sarcastic, witty, dry sense of humor, but those who do will really appreciate it. And besides humor, these people tend to just have really solid, close friends. So where they lack that early family life, they tend to make their own family. They're very self-made. They find people who they can call their chosen family, and those people are often very good to these natives. Something that Saturn and Capricorn may never conquer is the ability to truly open up to others. There's a sense that they will always hold back when engaging with other people. It's most likely because they never want to feel vulnerable or show too much of themselves. And most of the time, they probably don't even realize they do it because that's just how they were programmed. They aren't secretive. They just don't think to share. And this can also go back to childhood where maybe they didn't have people asking them about their personal life. They were just worried about survival and uh, they didn't think like, oh, people don't value my opinions or my feelings. I just need to focus on getting through today. And that's it. So sharing their life doesn't really dawn on them. And if you ask them, they might get uncomfortable because they're not used to sharing that side of themselves. When it comes to boundaries, these natives would do well to have a little less of them, actually. They put up walls for just about any reason you can think of. Shutting down is second nature to them. It's like if you see the big red button, they can push the big red button for any reason and all the walls come up. They are in a high maximum security area and they are completely protected. You cannot get to them. That is how good these people are at putting up boundaries and walls. They run on structure and they love a good routine to keep the flow and the pace of their endeavors. Allowing themselves to be more fluid and not ultra structured will give them the ability to discover new facets of their personality and maybe even help them open up to others a little more. As far as the afflictions for Saturn and Capricorn, they're going to feel aches in their joints, specifically the knees. This is very like old man problems. So you see people with achy joints, things like that. That's going to be possibly Saturn and Capricorn. So this is my natal placement, and I said I would talk about my experience with it a little bit. I just finished my Saturn return at the end of last year, and it was a doozy. I really did not appreciate Saturn (laughs) before my Saturn return. I truly didn't. I have a Sagittarius stellium as well as a Capricorn stellium. So I have a stellium that says yes, and I have a stellium that says no. 
all through my younger life, I leaned on my Sagittarius ways, I'll say. I really wasn't going to deny myself, and I still really don't deny myself too often, but I've gotten a lot more comfortable with structure and with boundaries, and I've learned that certain areas of my life require boundaries and other areas of my life require less. This placement, I feel like you have an innate understanding of how to be an adult pretty much your whole life, because that's Capricorn. We, anyone that knows a Capricorn or someone who has a lot of Capricorn energy knows that they just get shit done and they're super efficient. And it's like, man, you were like an adult as a baby. <laughs> that's the vibe I get from Capricorn placements and especially Saturn in Capricorn. These people just like get it done. That's what they do because that's how they're programmed. The thing I see with people with the same placement as me and with myself is we do have a hard time opening up emotionally or we don't give all of ourselves in that emotional way. And not because we don't want to, because we don't think to. We don't think that it just doesn't even come into play. That's all it really is. So if anyone has ever tried to get close to someone with a Saturn and Capricorn and you just can't seem to get through, no matter how well the relationship seems to be going or the friendship seems to be going, you just you keep hitting roadblocks or the Saturn and Capricorn person keeps kind of like putting up walls or blowing you off, something like that. That's just because that's how they are. And I'm not saying it's right, but I'm saying they might not even realize that's what they're doing. So be a little bit more patient with your Saturn and Capricorn people if you are trying to form some sort of bond with them because that's kind of the last thing on their mind. Saturn in Aquarius. This is air sign energy and Aquarius is traditionally ruled by Saturn, which means we are at our second domicile. And honestly, I think this one expresses itself just a little bit nicer. Capricorn is earth energy, so it's going to be super grounded and structured. Aquarius is air energy, so we have a little more freedom to be flowy, and this deals more with the structuring of ideas and ideals, new and old, which is really exciting. That's just very exciting to me. My Saturnian Capricorn is like, we don't think of new ideas, we follow traditions, meow, meow, meow. Whereas then uh, the people who are a little bit younger than me are the Saturn and Aquarius, and they're the ones that are having all these amazing ideas and really updating traditions, and I'm like struggling to keep up. I'm like, oh my god, but please don't forget about the traditions, please, like all these old books, please, we need them. Anyway, that's just how I see the Saturn and Capricorn versus the Saturn and Aquarius people interacting. Aquarius is known as the humanitarian, so under Saturn, we see someone who has a talent for working with people and understanding what the public needs, especially if it's an unpopular opinion that goes against the grain. This is a huge placement for radical political figures as well as people in the entertainment business. Anything that deals with interacting and shaping the masses. And you don't have to be famous either. Pretty much everyone has a platform these days. Your social media is an extension of you. So we see a lot of people just coming in to the scene and being like, boom, like we're here and we're here to fuck shit up and we're here to change it Aquarius style. We're here to take those old traditions and turn them on their head. And that's what these Saturn and Aquarius people are really doing. These natives are likable though, and that's because they're both rational and relatable. 
They have all the airy musings of Aquarius, but Saturn is able to ground them and their ideas so so that they can share them with other people. These are very original and creative people. Since Saturn is still Aquarius's ruler, we're going to see some of those typical Saturnian qualities. So being in charge of the situation, getting their way, making sure they get their way, and their plan is executed by manipulating the situation at hand. And also, these people know how to assert themselves to be in a leadership position. Unlike Capricorn, who can come off as just mean, like I said, Capricorns can just come off as mean. People think I'm mean all the time. Can't really blame them. I have a lot going on in my chart that makes me seem mean, but I'm not, I swear. (laughs) These Saturn and Aquarius people know how to work the crowd and they tell people what they want to hear so they can be in charge. And sometimes it's a little bit manipulative. I don't think Capricorn has that manipulative quality. They just kind of say, I'm taking charge, tough titties. Whereas Aquarius is like going to tell you what you want to hear and what you need to hear to put them in charge. So you can follow them a little bit better than someone who's like a tyrant, which Capricorn can sometimes be tyrannical. Let's be, let's be honest. When it comes to boundaries, it would be good for Saturn and Aquarius people to not make themselves too accessible to others. They need to find balance in being a humanitarian and serving the people, but also serving themselves. The phrase, you cannot pour from an empty cup, is perfect for this situation. Especially since Aquarius is the water bearer, you can't pour from an empty cup. How are you going to be the water bearer if you're always giving to others and You're using yourself as a service and a product and you keep giving, 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 especially in the spiritual community. I see this a lot. I know a lot of Saturn and Aquarius people who give their clients their all and they get burnout, but it's because they have such a strong conviction to serve other people, but it's almost to their detriment. So my advice for Saturn and Aquarius babes is to set boundaries with others, for yourself. Not because other people are toxic or dangerous, but because you're the one who's going to burn yourself out because you make yourself so readily available. You really need to learn to protect your energy because you can't keep pouring from an empty cup. The affliction that these people might suffer from are in their lower legs and ankles. That's where you might have some sort of chronic injury or pain. Saturn in Pisces. This is water sign energy and Pisces is traditionally ruled by Jupiter. This placement consists of two sides of the same coin. On one side of the coin, we see Saturn grounding Pisces, which, whoa, no no one puts Pisces in the real world. Nobody puts Pisces in the reality corner, but Saturn does. With Pisces being grounded, we see someone who takes all their dreamy musings and creates beautiful art. And if they're not creating art, then they're able to tap into their psychic abilities and really ground them in this reality. All of that artistic psychic goodness comes with a price, though. And that's the other side of the coin. The other side of the coin is all the pain, the hurt, and the disappointment that Pisces is going to have to experience and ultimately face in the real world. They can't just retreat to their dream realm like they typically would because Saturn has this hold on them 
and it's kind of like they have one foot in reality and it's chained there and then they have the other foot in their dream world and it's just like floating about but they can never bring that other foot completely into their dream reality because again Saturn has them grounded so this is ultimately forcing them to face all the harsh realities of the real world but those harsh realities are going to help those natives grow it's not going to feel good but there's going to be so much goodness that they get out of it. That is how these people are going to grow and expand and just really level up. This placement is not easy. It's going to feel like your dreams are constantly being squashed by the weight of Saturn. It's like every step forward is actually two steps back. It's frustrating and hard, but Saturn isn't a needless bully. I say this a lot, and I think I said it in the intro or the beginning of the episode, but Saturn doesn't discipline us for no reason. Saturn is not the mean parent just to be the mean one. There is reasoning behind it. Saturn tries to teach these natives that they need to stop living in their heads. You can't live your whole life up in your head as much as you want to, Pisces. You cannot. I know it's nicer there. I know it's safer there. I know that people don't usually hurt your feelings there. I'm sure they still do somehow because it's you, Pisces. But <laughs> but things, bad things don't generally happen in your head. And I get that. But you need to muster the courage and the determination to come down from the clouds and pursue your dreams in the physical world, not just your dream world. And that's when you're really going to be rewarded. So your boundaries are going to center around how you spend your time, which world are you going to ultimately live in, your fantasy world or your real life? Are you going to accept that you have a physical body and this is a human experience or are you going to fight it tooth and nail and always be kind of upset? <laughs> That's really what Saturn in Pisces is about. Those two honestly couldn't be more opposite, but when they come together, it's beautiful. Imagine this. This is what I'm imagining right now. Imagine this colorful, beautiful dream world where you pluck an idea out and then you take it and you put it into reality and it's just real. You made your dream a literal reality and that's what you can do, Pisces, if you just accept that sometimes you have to play by the 3D physical human experience rules. Since Pisces rules the feet, which I always think is kind of strange, but someone's got to do it. So it's going to be you, Pisces. But since Pisces rules the feet, we will see problems involving the feet, possibly. Which it could be, like I said, one foot's chained down here in reality and the other foot's out there up in the clouds. So you might have problems because you're always trying to run away. I don't know, kind of like Sagittarius. It's interesting to me that both the Jupiter placements are always trying to run away, but hey. It's Saturn. I get it. Once you go through your return, your perspective might change. All right. Those are the Saturn placements of Libra through Pisces. If you want more moon content before next week, go find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. I'm also on Twitter. I don't use it as much, but it's at moonmatters. Please like and subscribe to the podcast as well as leave a rating or review. If you are listening on iTunes, please go over there. Go to it. Go to the bottom give me some stars. I'm talking about the stars. You might as well give me some stars. I would be eternally grateful for any rating or review that you would leave me. And those things really just help me out. 
so much and it keeps the podcast kind of like up in the charts as they say not that i care about the charts i care more just about you guys listening but if you have the time go leave me a review it'd be cool all right my moon babes i will see you all later later